You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by PrimroseLeaf.com, multi-use nutritional supplements for your immune system and overall good health youth, beauty, longevity, primroseleaf.com. Now, before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today, rate and review the show for me. And I want to thank you ahead of time for making our show great. Well, my guest today is Dr. Drayvon James, an inspirational speaker, radio host, and author of Freedom is Your Birthright. She is the founder of Everyday Peace, a platform for her to help and inspire others to build the life of their dreams. And her journey began in poverty on the south side of Chicago. Though she had always dreamt of a career on the stage, Drayvon went on to earn a doctorate in pharmacy from Crichton University and has worked as a pharmacist all of her adult life. Now, along with her medical career and theatrical aspirations, whose career credits, ladies and gentlemen, include a reoccurring role on HBO's acclaimed The Wire, many stage plays and independent films, she continues to inspire and teach what she knows to be the most effective tool for transforming creating and building a spectacular life tapping into everyday peace so ladies and gentlemen let's welcome our esteemed guest today dr drayvon james welcome doctor thank you so much it's good to be here well i want to kind of start off because i was reading some of your history and how did you make your way out of the south side of chicago Oh, wow. That's a great question. And it's not as hard as one may believe. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I think the, 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 um, the bigger question, because the South Side of Chicago is beautiful. I, I, I want to say that and, and give all that credit there. And I owe a lot of who I am today from the environment that I hail from. But I guess the, the real question is, how do you make your way out of poverty into where you want to be? And it first has to start with a belief that goes beyond believing. I like to call it a knowing. So that right there, and I have to credit my mom to that, is knowing that wherever I can go in my mind, in my heart, my feet will follow. And so that was my knowing is that this is what I want. This is where I want to go. And I may not know exactly, you know, pharmacists are very methodical, right? So I don't have a very methodical way of getting there <laughs> at the age of 17, but I had a knowing in my heart and I let that guide me. That That was just, you know, they say, what's, what's that phrase we always hear? Um, act, well, as, act as if. And I always act as yes. if I was going somewhere. Well, you know, I love that because um, I love hearing about people working to accomplish their dreams. I love to talk to people who have accomplished their dreams and to take that even further. But you've said it, uh, and I've heard this many, many times, is if you can think it, you can do it. And... You know, I always look, and, and this is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about talking to you is that a lot of people can either use their mind to break out of the situation they're in, maybe break out of the neighborhood they're in or the city. Uh, but at the same time, just, you know, the world is an infinite place and, and dreams can be infinite uh, in my book. And, you know, you've really 
you've proven that. And I always want people to realize that, uh, whatever, where, whatever their mind can take them, that's where they can go. And at the same time, we can be locked inside of a cage with no key in the door based on how we think. And so one of the things I'm interested in talking to you about is that you have this book and I love this freedom is your birthright. Where did you come up with a title for that? You know, the the title just kind of came to me. I got to tell you that I was never really intending to write a book. Uh, You know, I was, when I wrote that book in 2015, I was in a very challenging part of my life, you know, in in everyday peace in my philosophy and my organization. When I work with people, I say, you know, we're going to work with a pyramid and that's your health, your wealth, and your relationships. And we're going to get harmony in those areas. And for my own self in 2015, my health started failing. I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. My wealth started failing. I got fired and my 20-year uh, relationship marriage um, started cracking and crumbling. And I was like, what is going on here? And one day I started reviewing, like, how was it that I was able to keep going in the face of, you know, all of this opposition, that's what it looked like to me. And, you know, in, in me teaching on this pyramid and my whole pyramid looked like it was crumbling. And I realized it was my perspective. And I said, well, you know, freedom is, I choose freedom. I choose to know that this next road opens up to this abundance of good. That's my choice. That's my perspective. And that's kind of how I got that title, Freedom is Your Birthright, because I am free to give everything that occurs in my life the meaning that it has. The events are the events, right? The facts are the facts. But the meaning is what really frames our life and frames our next move. Like, what does that fact mean to you? You know, I love that because freedom is your birthright. I I mean, I'm even thinking back to even a lot of the the Bible stories were all about freedom and overcoming and and getting out from where you are. And and so I I really can grab I can grasp that the title of your book. And I want to kind of get into that book right now. And um, one of the things that I want to talk to you about or ask you about is how does the act, and you know, you listed three things in your life that were all happening at the same time. So I cannot even imagine the level of stress. So my question is, how does the act of resisting stress create more tension in our lives? That is, that's a great place to start with this talk because so often we get in this place of resisting those things that we don't want. I think somewhere in our training, we got that mixed up and we thought this is how we, this is how we um, deal or come at problems, right? But we do know this is that it takes energy and focus to resist something. And wherever we place energy and focus, that's the direction that our life is going to go in. So it seems sort of crazy if you say, you know, I, I want to resist all this, uh, you know, that's going on in my life and I, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm going to shut my mind down. We know we can't do that. The mind is forever doing what it does, and that is thinking. And so <laughs> as we're trying not to think about the thing that we're trying to run away from, we find that we are thinking about the thing that we want to run away from, and our life is moving in the direction of that thing. So I take more of a approach of leaning in and, and being in flow. And that is just shining the light of awareness. That's a term that I really love, is that if this is hurting me, if this is... If if this is causing me to feel less than my most powerful self, I want to look at it. It doesn't mean that I don't have that that I have the answer, 
because I, I, I may very well not have the answer, but I think leaning in and looking into it, a lot, it takes some of the fear off of it. Because if you, I think back to my childhood when you would think, oh, something's in the closet, you know, there's a shadow or something like that. And then your mother comes in and she turns the light on, you realize, oh, that's the tree from outside. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal. Like the same thing happens in our life. When we decide to look something head on, we realize that this, this is not something that I would have chosen. But well, in other words, we need to... Yeah, so we need to change, and, and and that's a perfect way to move into this because a lot of the stress in our life can actually be self-invited. So you've brought up an excellent point, is how can we explore the idea of changing our perception of stress? Yeah, isn't that beautiful? So I like to say that stress is the most abundant resource on the planet, we will never, ever open up the cover of a magazine or a newspaper and see, or open up your internet and see that today there's a lack of stress. Everybody gets scared. There's always <laughs> going to be so much stress, right? And so I believe, and what I teach people is that we use everything that shows up in our life, the good, the bad, the in-between, everything. We use it. If it shows up, it's going to be used for us to get to our next level of greatness. So if stress shows up, it's shown up for one purpose, and that is to bow down and honor us as we use that stress. So we have to look at it differently. What is it that this event has come to teach me? How Ah. is it that I am going to be made smarter, stronger, better, more patient, you know, more empathetic? What is it that I'm more introspection, more self-awareness? What is it that I'm going to get from this event? Because it didn't come to rob me, even though it looks like it's taking something and we get so focused on lack. You know, when this event ends, I'll be less of this. I'll have less money. I'll have less. That's not what it came for. It's the it's the foundation, the the undercurrent, if you will. It's come to strengthen you in some way. And when we start to to just even have that thought, we don't have to know what it is. You don't have to sit there and say, well, how am I going to get better? It's just the curiosity of saying that I'm curious about how I'm going to be made better as a, as a result of this. That changes you know, the whole energy. It does. And, and, you know, it was kind of funny. You even, I mean, the very word you're saying is something that I literally asked myself the other day and I was like, okay there's this little stressful situation and I'm like, okay, how can I take this stressful situation and learn from it? Uh, How can I take this journey and use it to gain more? So when I get through it, I will be smarter and wiser for it. And I think that has to go with what you were saying about the perception and that we need to start learning to not look at stress as a negative, we may need to ask ourselves why we are under stress. Are we assuming that something bad is going to happen when we realize that 90% of the things that we think about don't happen? Um, so it's really just changing our perception. But for you and the way when you teach people, how do you teach them to shift from thinking that stress is a bad thing? I teach them, first of all, that stress represents a fear of lack. That's the first thing, right? Stress is always associated with uh, with fear. And, and, you know, and not all stress is bad. Like you're planning a wedding, you get stressed. Why are you stressed about your wedding? Well, I'm fear that, fearful that I'll run out of money before I get everything paid. <laughs> or fearful that, you know, hopefully you're not fearful that this is going to be the wrong spouse. But you're fearful about all this material, you know, well, we won't be able to pay for the wedding. Right. We won't be able to pay for the... So there's this, 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 this fear, the story that you're telling yourself is always 
there is going to be something to be afraid of because it's going to represent a lack or a loss in my life, right? So then we, if that is true, I say go to the opposite extreme and then you'll end up in the middle. And you say, this event is going to lead to the best thing ever and get excited about it. And you know, what, whatever it is. And I want to just say that uh, I know that it's not always easy to do that. It takes training. I just lost my mom recently and mm-hmm. uh, sitting, you know, in this event and uh, very, uns- uh, it was very, uh, something we weren't expecting. And, uh, and asking myself, like, how is this going to strengthen me? Because I've never felt this weak or vulnerable in my life. Right. And in that moment, as I was sitting there and I asked myself, I said, well, that's not really the question, is it? The question is that, well, the, the question is, how am I going to be strengthened? And I can leave off the other stuff. How am I going to be strengthened from this journey? What am I going to learn from this journey? And I can allow myself to hurt and to grieve and to feel lost. But in the same token, I've switched the story that I've told myself. I've not told myself that, you know, you're never going to be able to come back from this, that, you know, things are changed for sure. They're changed, but you are prepared for this in some way and somehow you don't know how, but you've just switched your whole story of the whole narrative in your brain and the brain being the most complex organism or system on the planet is also the most primitive. It believes whatever you tell it with Mm. conviction. It is just that dumb. You could tell it the same thing over and over again and the brain will say, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Right? (laughs) Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you wrote that down because that is absolutely true. We have a very complex organ inside of our skull that medical scientists are still trying to figure out. And then Dr. James, you literally just nailed it by saying it's also very primitive and in a way dumb. And I com- and I completely agree with that statement because whatever we continue to tell ourselves, we can become, and that includes being if it's going to be negative or positive. So in a way, we're the ones training our brain, correct? Isn't that so, right? So we got this whole thing backwards, right? People ask yeah. me, oh, how do you do all this? I said, I just keep continuously telling my, my brain, I, you know, because it's my responsibility, the self that's inside of this frame that we carry around all day. It's our responsibility to guide everything from that, from that inner source, whatever you want to call that, your universal power, whatever. But so the brain is waiting for direction. But if we don't give it direction, it will go to all of the past horrors because it's, and to try to keep us safe because its job is to keep us safe and to keep the people that we love safe and keep those environments safe. And it does that by looking at, well, danger, Will Robinson, this has happened before and that's the result you got before, or you've never seen that before. And we don't think you should do anything that you've never seen before because that could lead to harm. And so it's running that fear and overdrive. And it's our responsibility to stand up and parent the brain and say, I understand you've not done this before, but I got a hunch. Yeah, go ahead. Right? So that's, that's the in, intuition, right? We're trained to pay no attention to that gut, right? I think I read right. somewhere, you know, I hang out with some smart people once in a while, and they told me that there's more um, nerve endings in the stomach, right, than that's there true. are in the, in the brain, right? And so that's there's right. something to be said when your gut says, you know, this, that, and the third. But we have even retrained the gut. We've, we've retrained everything that we don't understand to be a fear mechanism. It's not. That's We're right. We're not that and afraid. <laughs> Yeah, and for a lot of you listening right now, you need to realize that uh, our gastrointestinal tract is also known as the second brain because it does have as many, if not some believe, more nerve endings, which is why if you are under stress, you feel it, which is why 
whatever we're thinking can actually create a physical response, not just the butterflies in our stomach, but if you don't get it under control, you can cause irritable bowel syndrome. You can cause ulcerative colitis. You can cause a simple stomach ulcer by what you're thinking. And, you know, Dr. James, one of the things that uh, a lot of people seem to get caught up in is a lot of people they throughout their lifetime, they never noticed the patterns of making the same mistakes over and over again. And how important is it for us to look back, maybe see some of those patterns and then transform those into something positive? Oh, that's the only way to look back, right? Self-awareness is the key to our liberation, right? I say freedom is your birthright, but you've got to be self-aware. And this is without judgment, shame, or condemnation. This is just to see that really we've been having the same two or three conversations in our head forever. And we've just gotten very crafty at giving ourselves the same answer. And we look back and say, well, you know, when faced with this type of situation, I do this. You look back and you just, without shame or condemnation, you just say, yeah, whenever I feel this way, I do that. So what if I did this? Let me just tweak it just a little bit. Let's not go all all crazy and do a big change. Let me just make a small change. And that is in the way I think about the situation. My actions on the surface may look the same until I get, you know, more gumption and more, uh, and, and more steam underneath me. But let me just think about it differently. Let me have a different response different self-conversation, self-talk about this situation. Not that this situation has come to destroy me. These people have come to destroy me. This, this, this challenge has come to destroy me. That's the automatic response. I will not be okay, and those that I love will not be okay at the end of this event. Let's stop that narrative and tell ourselves a different narrative and watch over time that our body is not comfortable doing the same thing. We can't have the same response. Then we get uncomfortable. Our gut says that's wrong. Don't do that. You did that, you know, last 10 or 15 times. You know, that's definitely the the definition of insanity. We've done that. We didn't like that result. Let's not do that again. Don't you find it interesting that between the brain and the gut, that anytime something comes up or that inner voice or that intuition that hits us, it's not the brain telling us something, but it's the gut in which we feel. The brain is just the brain. It's just upstairs doing its thing. It's not giving us a, a signal. It's not like we get a headache and I go, oh, that headache's telling me to do this or that. It's that, it's like, it. you know, you're the only other person that I, that I know that's ever used the word knowing. And I had a, a spiritual mentor for many years and she always used that word knowing, or she would say, deep down in your knower is what she would say. And you would know without a, uh, without a shadow of a doubt that that was a sign that you need to be paying attention to. And right. yeah. And so that's the reason why ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dr. Dravon's James's book, freedom is your birthright. This is an absolute book to get on many levels. We live in a society of stress uh, many people need to break the cycles of stress. You need to use stress to your advantage. And, you know, Dr. James, um, one of the other things that when it comes to our brain and our gut, what does utilizing the power of words look like? And what are some of the ways to begin a positive self-talk? Oh, I love it. The power of words. We do it all day long, right? And so yeah. here is the thing that 
I started off by saying that our brain believes anything that we tell it. We just need to tell it with conviction and we need to say it over and over again. That's how the news media works, right? It's repetitive. Oh, yeah. they, they keep hammering that same message, that same message. And after a while, your brain says, okay, well, that's the message. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm going with, right? Now, here's well, the beautiful part, yeah. though, right? We are with ourselves 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We get no escape. Right. So we are our captive audience. When it comes out of our mouth and lands on our ears, our brain is most receptive to that. That is the voice that it recognizes the most. So start talking to yourself. And this is what I do. And I teach everyone this. Start talking to yourself as though you were a middle schooler because you got so much compassion for middle schoolers. If you've ever raised children, that's a very tender age. Right. And you're really careful how you how you reprimand them, everything, because it really does impact them. So you start looking at your inner self that way. And every time something comes up and you have to have a conversation with yourself, you start off by saying, you know, I really love you. I really Mm. do. And this is what I think. What about this? And you're very suggestive and you're very kind and gentle with yourself, even when you're correcting yourself, right? This conversation is necessary because your self-talk, my self-talks, it generates, it it has so much power that it controls how everything else and everyone else interacts with us. They only feed off what we feed ourselves. Our words to ourselves are most important. You get people who say, I never forgive myself. Absolutely. What you're going to find is no one else will either. Hmm. Wow. Dr. James, I tell you what, your information is absolutely life-changing for so many people out there. And, and we do need to take time. You're right. We, you know, we are with our brain every day for the rest of our life, and why not spend time giving it a positive self-talk instead of giving ourselves self-doubt, negative thoughts, negative words, because those things will impact our not only our present day, they're going to impact our future if we don't learn to speak positive and to speak you know, just positive affirmations that when you wake up in the morning, say something good about yourself, say something good about your day and you'll be amazed what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can, I love this about just keeping a little journal. I have this little tiny little booklet that I keep with me and I'll just find myself in with, doesn't have to be every day, but just write down a thought that occurs in your mind, just anything, whatever occurs in your mind. And then you'll realize over a period of time that we have about the same three or four thoughts repetitively. They change up a little bit, but it's the same thought. It just runs on a wheel. Right. And so if once you realize that, oh, wow, okay, I'm this, you know, and it's usually around health, wealth and relationships. And it usually is in the back of our mind somewhere about fear and loss and lack. So it's really not that difficult to change, but it is complex for us if we're not accustomed to paying attention to ourselves. We're, we have become internally fo- focused as opposed to being externalized all the time. Wow. I am very impressed, uh, Dr. James. And I've talked to so many people when it comes to, you know, talking about you know, your future, your dreams, how to move forward in a positive way. But you have brought this into such clarity today. And I highly appreciate that, especially for all of my listeners. And very quickly, because I know that you have interview after interview today, 
But what are some, what are the three easy steps to turn stress into peaceful moments? Oh, wonderful. First moment, first thing is using a body scan. That All that means is you sitting down with you and just paying attention, putting your attention on the soles of your feet, on your ankles, on your calves, on your knees. Just come all the way up the body and just asking, how, do, how does that feel? How does that feel? How does that feel? What that does is it reverts the inner, your attention inward. Next is you honor yourself right where you are. If you're angry, if you're stressed, you honor that through your awareness. Just honor that. And thirdly, Love on yourself through your self-talk. Remind yourself that you have survived other things and you too will not only survive and thrive this. So it's in your sitting with self, honoring yourself, and your self-talk. You will find that stress will then become its focus. All stress is its focus. You're focused on the problem. Now you're going to be focused on you as the solution. I love that, Dr. James. Now, where can everybody find your amazing book, Freedom is Your Birthright? Freedom is Your Birthright can be found on Amazon.com. It's a tiny little book. You could read it in probably a day, but it is packed with information that will help you change your life. And if I may, you can find me and connect with me every Monday on my radio program, Everyday Peace, on the Unity Online Radio Network. Oh, fantastic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to Amazon.com. I want you to buy uh, Dr. Drayvon James's book, Freedom is Your Birthright. I want you to read it, and I want you to turn around and, and put down a five-star review on that book because these are things that we all need to know that will help us focus correctly, focus on the right things, understand that uh, we can turn you know, the negative side of stress and turning it into a positive. And remember, whatever you think you become, and let's just make sure it is triumph, it is victory. That's what you deserve. That's what we are made for. And again, Dr. James, I want to thank you so much for giving us your time uh, today to educate all of my listeners. It was my pleasure. Love being here with you. Uh, thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life-Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds and rate the show on iTunes. I want to thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. Just look up Dr. Bond's Life-Changing Wellness on any streaming service. You can also learn more about me at drwardbond.com. And again, Thank you for listening to Life-Changing Wellness. We are known as a different kind of wellness show. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.